0: This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that proves there's more than one way to make history. I'm Gabe Lusier, and in this episode, we're looking at the brazen theft of an iconic work of Norwegian art, it's been nicknamed Norway's Mona Lisa for its renown, but you probably know it simply as The Scream. The day was February 12, 1994. Edvard Munch's world-famous painting, The Scream, was stolen from the National Gallery in Oslo, Norway. The man responsible was professional footballer-turned-career-criminal Paul Enger. He had timed the audacious morning heist to coincide with the opening ceremonies of the Winter Olympics, which were being held in nearby Lillehammer. Anger correctly assumed that most of Oslo's police force would be busy securing that massive event, but in the end, it hardly mattered one way or the other. The security at the National Gallery was so lax that Anger's two accomplices were able to break in, snatch the painting, and escape in less than a minute. They even had time to dash off a taunting note to the museum. Thanks for the poor security. Paul Anger first saw Edvard Munch's expressionist masterpiece, The Scream, on a school trip as a child. At the time, he was enduring the abuse of his violent stepfather and the mood of the painting, with its ominous orange-red sky and anguished waif-like figure, seemed to echo his own trauma. My obsession with this picture started the first time I saw it, Anger later recalled. As soon as I got close to the picture, I got an extraordinary feeling of anxiety, strange things in my head. I had such an intense connection with the scream right away, and it's never left me. Anger's upbringing influenced his life in at least one other way as well. He grew up in Oslo's Tvita neighborhood, an area known for its high crime rate in the 1970s. He began contributing to that reputation at an early age, first by shoplifting candy from local stores and later by robbing jewelry shops, boosting cars, and breaking into ATMs. His swift embrace of a life of crime might lead you to assume he had no other prospects, but far from it. As a teenager, Anger honed his skills on the football pitch and became a very promising athlete. In fact, in 1985, the year he turned 18, Anger was recruited to play for Valaranga, Oslo's professional football club. For the next several years, he lived a double life, a rising star athlete by day and an expert safecracker by night. That would have been more than enough excitement for most people, but his Anger later admitted, quote, I wanted more. I always liked attention. I wanted money and fame. But at that time, I most wanted to show the world I could pull off something huge. He decided the best way to do that was to apply his skill as a thief to his lifelong fixation on Edvard Munch's The Scream. In 1988, Anger partnered with his longtime accomplice, Bjorn Grittal, and together they hatched a plan to steal the iconic painting from Oslo's National Gallery. However, they misjudged the artwork's position in the museum and wound up stealing a different work by Munk, called Vampire, instead. The pair was eventually caught after Grittal's neighbor learned of the heist and turned them over to the police. But even though Anger spent the next four years in prison, a stint that cost him his sports career, he still didn't give up on his dream of nabbing the scream. After his release in 1992, Anger bided his time and waited for the perfect opportunity to present itself. The moment finally came on February 12, 1994, the opening day of that year's Winter Olympics in Lillehammer, just two hours north from Oslo. Bafflingly, the museum hadn't upgraded its security since Anger's last smash and grab, but the thief still didn't want to risk being caught in the act, so this time he enlisted the help of an unhoused local named William Ishame. When the fateful day arrived, Anger stayed home with his wife while Ishame and an accomplice carried out his master plan. Early that morning, the thieves used a ladder to climb up to a window of the National Gallery. Then, They simply broke the window, climbed inside, grabbed the painting, and left. They weren't seen by a single soul during the minute-long robbery, and although the museum did have a few surveillance cameras, the video was too blurry to be of use to the police. News of the theft made headlines all over the world, stealing the Olympics thunder and causing national embarrassment for Norway. Anger was naturally the police's top suspect, as he had already stolen a monk painting from the museum once before. But with nothing to tie him to the crime, all they could do was monitor his movements. Anger reveled in that fact, and taunted the police every chance he got. He called in false leads just to waste their time, and when his first son was born a few weeks after the heist, he took out an ad in the newspaper announcing that the boy had been born, quote, with a scream. The Norwegian police had hit a brick wall in their investigation, so they solicited help from a specialized unit of London's Scotland Yard that dealt with art theft. Meanwhile, Anger began to feel the heat from his crime, so he started to try to fence his beloved painting through a crooked art dealer named Olving. It didn't take long for Scotland Yard to catch wind of Olving's attempts to find a buyer so they arranged a meeting with him at an Oslo hotel and sent along undercover detective Charlie Hill to pose as a potential buyer from the Getty Museum in California. By that point, about three months after the heist, Anger was desperate to get the painting out of his house as fast as possible, so he had his longtime accomplice, Bjorn Grithal, stash the scream at a beachside cottage in a small village south of Oslo. Then, he told Olving to sell the priceless painting for the paltry sum of about $400,000. When Hill met with Olving, he happily agreed to the price, and the two of them drove out to the cottage to retrieve the painting. Once there, Hill was able to identify the artwork as the real deal thanks to a telltale pattern of wax droplets found just to the left of the screaming subject's shoulder, a result of the artist having blown out a candle on it. Ulving was arrested on the spot, and soon after, so were Gritdal, Eishame, and lastly, the mastermind himself. The other men were eventually released on technicalities, but Anger wound up serving six years in prison, the longest sentence in Norwegian history for art theft. During his time behind bars, Anger taught himself to paint, and as a free man, he's now something of an in-demand artist himself. His crime helped him achieve the fame, or infamy, he had always longed for, and as a result, he claims to have no regrets whatsoever about stealing the scream. I made history, he told reporters in 2021, and it's a cool story. Movies are made about things like that, but this wasn't a movie. This was real life. Given Enger's bad example, it's maybe no surprise that Monk's cryptic portrait of distress was later stolen again. To be fair, though, it wasn't the same copy stolen by Anger. Monk actually created four versions of the same scene, two in paint and two in pastels, but all of them confusingly titled The Scream. The painted version Anger stole was the first exhibited way back in 1893. After its recovery, the painting was returned to the National Gallery, and now hangs under much tighter security at the new National Museum in Oslo. The other painted version belongs to the Monk Museum, also in Oslo, and it's that copy that was stolen at gunpoint in August of 2004, along with another Monk painting called The Madonna. Both of those works were ultimately recovered as well, and in 2006, three men were convicted in connection with the crime. For anyone keeping track, that means that Norway's Mona Lisa has technically been stolen more times than the actual Mona Lisa. Two to one. It's definitely not a contest, but at least as far as art thieves are concerned, an enigmatic smile just can't match the allure of a mysterious screen. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider keeping up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can send your feedback directly by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class.